Welcome to Flipping Off, a purpose-driven podcast about flipping houses and making a difference. Hey, everybody. I'm Lena Boswell here. I hope the music is done playing. And now it's so weird when we report, when we're recording podcasts, because we can't really tell like what's when, where we are not being in the studio, not having headphones on. And then looking at you guys, like we could be recording podcasts forever because of our conversations. And so <clears throat> welcome to New Wealth Advisors Club uh, podcast, <laughs> telecast podcast and at Zoom, Zoomalicious. So uh, today I've got, hey, everybody, just introduce yourselves. I want you to say who you are. And um, I don't know, maybe you're, maybe you're in. Hey, guys. My name is Christian Rios. Glad to be on here. <laughs> Nobody knew when to start. Hey, this is Oscar. Hello, everyone. What's your sign? What's your sign? I'm Tim. <clears throat> I'm a Virgo. Cancer. Go, John. I, John Slater, I am a Cancer. Are we doing our, our astrological signs? I am. I, oh, okay. I'm Frank Luna. I'm Capricorn. <laughs> hey, guys. Yeah, go ahead. Marianne, I was waiting. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, thank you, Amir. I'm Marianne Banco, Sagittarius. Hey, guys, my name is Amir, and I'm Aquarius. <laughs> oh, that's right. Okay, so, uh, you know, um, Oscar, should everybody know that you're a Scorpio? Okay, yeah, I guess. I'm a Scorpio. <laughs> You're not a Scorpio, though, are you? I am, yeah. Yeah, you are. I am. Yep. I am. Totally. Big right. time. I don't know what Big the... Big time. Whoa, uh, I don't know what that means. Oh, Christian, what are you? Virgo. He's a Virgo. Here's, here's why this is important for you guys to know. Let me tell you. Are you ready? Oh Let me just tell you, um, this is the, the, actually your birth month um, is dependent. That actually tells how dramatic you are. That not that interesting? Yeah. So uh, let's see. <clears throat> Amir, your birthday is in um, February or January? February. That's and right. Spoon, yeah, spoon send that to me. Just oh, so yeah. Well, so I'm just because everybody knows your, your uh, percentage of drama is 99.5% drama. I almost could have guessed that. <laughs> right? Exactly. Agreed. I mean, Agreed. Uh, wait, Tim, your birthday is in May. Yeah, so you're only 2% drama. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He's also yeah. a hermit. Mm-hmm. So Oscar, <laughs> well, we'll, we'll save Oscar for last. Uh, Johnny. Boy. <laughs> July. No, say it isn't so. It is so. <clears throat> yeah, it is so. So you're, um, you're only 20%, 26% um, drama. Maybe I, was, maybe I was born a different month and I just didn't know. <laughs> I don't know. Marianne, your birthday is when? December. Mm-hmm. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. No, wait, hold on. You are 100% drama. Uh, oh, shh. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. Kristen, <laughs> Kristen's birthday is in um, September. Wow. <laughs> Kristen, guess how much drama we are. Are you ready? 70. No, no zero? We're zero. We are zero percent drama. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. That must make Frank, me like 110 percent. Yeah, and so Frank was born in um, January, and um, so Frank yeah. is 50 percent drama. Hmm. Yeah. Sounds right. I think that's accurate. And Oscar being born in November is infinite drama. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> he is infinite drama. All right. That so, was obviously written by somebody who dislikes Scorpios tremendously. <laughs> Must have been somebody in September. Yeah. Let me just tell you. I got the original correct husband the original Scorpios. Post. You wrote this thing. I'll just tell you, Oscar, I got the original post. I will I would doubt the sources if I were you. Uh, oh well it's obviously written by somebody from September. I mean it's there's zero. I, I, I agree. I agree. Melina wrote this thing. So I am zero percent drama. No, mm. Melina didn't wrote it. I, I Melina did not. Um May is only two percent. Is that something yeah. like uh, like one of those chain letters on um, social media? <laughs> I don't know. No, this is like factual stuff. Uh, and and um, August is only 5% drama. So, you know. Yeah. Interesting, right? All right. Anyway, so just a little fun to start the day off today. As we, we begin to uh, delve into the newest uh, class that NWAC is uh, offering. And I think it's important for us to talk about it. I think it's going to be fun to talk about. And I'm, I'm really, really excited uh, at the opportunity that people are going to be able to have uh, in joining our entrepreneurship boot camp. So I was kind of, you know, we were thinking about different names. And um, first we were calling it the accountability boot camp, you know, and, and we created it uh, for to help people with accountability. And <clears throat> what we learned is that Accountability is absolutely vital, but it's almost as though accountability is a, um, a maybe it's an, and this is maybe my perspective is, and you, I'd like to hear your, your guys's input in this thought process, but I feel like accountability is a, a leg, if you will, of entrepreneurship. It might even be the backbone of entrepreneurship, right? But ultimately what we did in our boot camp is we've, we've, we came to the revelation that people uh, don't know what it really means to be an entrepreneur. Everybody wants to be an entrepreneur, you know, and, and we're in the age of entrepreneurship going like crazy. And people have some, maybe, maybe false expectations or maybe even, dare I say, a little naive uh, thought processes around what it means to be an entrepreneur. Uh, and so for me, I think accountability is, a big piece of being an entrepreneur, but it's like the, if, if the umbrella is indeed entrepreneurship, accountability could be a leg of it, right? Or one of the, you know, one of the little pillars. So uh, I think we came up with the broader idea of what entrepreneurship means and um, and all that that entails. And so what, what do you guys think about that? Do you think accountability, does that make sense to you? Or what are your, what are your thoughts? Whoever wants to share first. Tim, go. I, perf I agree with that totally. And, you know, it's crazy. I was thinking the other day, actually, I was having a conversation with Josh the other day. <clears throat> and I think something that I know I experienced, and it's something that I think a lot of people, if not everybody experiences, is the different, the shift in mindset from like a W-2 employee to having a job. And we say it all the time. We say you have to treat your business like a job. But when it comes down to it, a lot of times we don't know what that means exactly. You know, we have accountability, but to start out with accountability to what? Like, I don't even know what to do when I first started this business. When I used to go to my job, I had to be there at eight o'clock. I left at five. And when I got there and they hired me, they told me, this is what you do between eight and five. And you take your breaks at this time. 
and all of these things. And then all of a sudden I had this freedom to work my business like a business, but nobody there to tell me, do your business at this time, you know, do this at this time, take your breaks at this time and actually work this business like a business. Mm. And uh, that to me, that was a big missing piece of, of learning how to be an actual business owner and entrepreneurship and accountability was definitely a part of it. But again, accountability to what? I didn't even know what to do really. Mm, that's great. It's so good. So good. <clears throat> I, I think um, that is, I, I think that is exactly right. Uh, I think one of the most, um, like one of, this is a funny thing, but I remember early, early on when I, uh, you know, I, I look back at my own professional career and over the last 30 years, how I've worked for people. Um, and I've been in, you know, and, and I mean, I started out in my career, like right out of college uh, as a, <laughs> like a, an assistant, a, a legal assistant to an attorney. And I mean, I did, like, you know, it was like that, the proverbial um, job where I, I was the legal assistant, but I was also the um, kid picker-upper, the dry clean dropper-offer and picker-upper, you know, took his, his car to get washed, all of those things, right? And, um, and so that was like, I started there, like doing everything, making sure all that stuff. So very, very uh, doing all of that. And then at some point got a skill set, and then at some point opened up my own business. And I just remember when I opened up my own uh, paralegal business, uh, and this was, you know, in the uh, late eighties, maybe early nineties, God, I'm old. Anyway, um, but that somebody asked me this question and I feel like it might've been my dad. My dad might've asked cause I was working from home and I placed an ad in the paper and I started doing paralegal work on the side, if you will. And this is when I really got a taste of entrepreneurship. And my dad asked me this question, well, what hours of operation is your, and my dad air quotes, business is open. What are your hours of operation, Melina? Is, I think it was my dad that asked me that. And I remember going, Hmm, that's a very good question. And so I think that for me was one of the, and I can look back on my career and go, that was a pivotal moment for me that I, I had to decide what were, what were my hours of operation for my business? And I had to choose that. Meaning, you know, and I think the real question was, are you really going to work your business? Are you going to do it every single day? Are you, you know, are you like, he was saying to me, you got to open up every day. You got to go to work every day. So typical in typical fashion of my dad kind of giving me a little bit of, you know, a kick in the butt and by posing questions to me, which really stuck with me. And I think that's a great question. It just reminded me of that when you said that, Tim. So who else? What do you think? The, the thing that you said earlier was um, people don't have a, a good idea of what entrepreneurship really is. Mm -hmm. And yesterday when we were talking through our, our training, one of the things over the weekend, anyways, one of the things I said is that I, I believe that people are passionate about something, right? And they say, oh, I'm passionate about real estate or I'm passionate about sales or I'm passionate. And that passion isn't really, I don't believe it's exactly what they're passionate about. Mm -hmm. It's its more like, I am i think I'm passionate about that, but I hear that you can make a lot of money in that. Yeah. And then I'm sold the dream mm. on, on that, right? So I walk in almost with my eyes wide shut kind of thing, right? Where I, th I think they're opened up to the greatness and all the things that can happen, but they're shut because I really don't know what I'm walking into, but I'm so excited about it that I ignore it. 
That's so good. That's so good. Well, you know, we've been talking about the, the boot camp and basing it um, on the entrepreneurial roller coaster. And that is the foundation of where we're going to take the boot camp and the, the roller coaster that is, uh, that is entrepreneurship, the ups and the downs, and talking about how you know, 95% of what you do is an entrepreneur sucks. <laughs> and then nobody wants to talk about that. But the truth is that if you think about your, your professional career as, as a roller coaster, like who doesn't want to have... Who doesn't want to ride the roller coaster? The roller coaster is so much fun, but it's the, I was liking it earlier to, uh, you know, if the process is like waiting in line, if the, if the 95% of the roller coaster ride and entrepreneurship is waiting in line, like if you're at the, it, you know, I always think about Disneyland, right? And like, I think the best roller coaster ever is California Screaming, although they, did they change the name of that? It's a different name now. What's it called? That's yeah, Incredibles one. Oh, that's right. Incredicoaster. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. So I think Incredicoaster is like, it's like the funnest um, roller coaster. And so we were talking about this, Christian, about maybe the 95% is actually waiting in the lines, going, you know, in and out of the long lines. And then Christian had a really interesting perspective about that. So maybe you can share about that. Yeah. So my perspective, because I agree, I think the 95% of business is like the not sexy and and what I kind of tie it to now that I'm kind of piecing everything together, that 95% is like the money making activities that you have to do. The 5% is, is when you reap the rewards, but the door knockings, the prospecting, the, you know, meetings, it's really, they're not fun. They're not that sexy, but they do produce the, the results. So what we're talking about is let's say that 95% is you're, you're waiting in line, you could have kind of different perspectives on that even 95% too. Like for me, if we're at Disneyland and we're waiting in line for that Incredicoaster, it depends who I'm in line with, you know, is it going to be fun? Like for you guys, like here on this call, like you guys are my team. Like I love being on the ride with you guys going through the ups and the downs. If I was with another group, that 95 or that, that waiting in line would probably suck. And I'd want to get out you know, like yesterday. So, um, that's, that's kind of how I thought of it. Or even like the weather, if you're at Disneyland and it's freaking 95 degrees in line, that sucks. If it's 75, you can kind of tolerate it a little bit more. So that's kind of my perspective. And, you know, just talking about this more too, uh, there's different roller coasters. Some are scarier than others and there's other businesses and, for, for me, I think the vehicle we chose, the roller coaster we chose of real estate, it's it's kind of like Indiana Jones. I love it. That's, it's, you know, not too many drops, but they're, uh, you know, it's it's a fun, uh, it's a fun ride to go on. So it's adventurous. What's that? It's adventurous. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I like it. I love that you're, that you're. Um, coming up with like an idea of what, you know, what ride real estate is for us or NWAC, right? Because there's more to it than just in like real estate for us, right? Because we have the club, we have training, we have coaching uh, and, and running and putting on everything that we do. That is another level. It's like another layer of, you know, of owning a business, running a business and how that is uh, very, very different. Yeah. Yep. So. What is yeah. it you said, Christian, earlier? You said that New Wealth Advisors Club is is uh, like the Fast Pass or something like that? Oh, I was saying, so So I guess 
sometimes it sucks too when you do have success and you you get a glimpse of that maybe for people that join the club a little bit sooner mm-hmm. versus having to work for it. I know John talks about it. He had a grind to get his first deal. And I was like, man, like I, I kind of feel like sometimes when you get a fast pass and you're at Disneyland, you're like, yes, like I'm I'm a boss. I'm going straight to the front of the line. But then when you don't have a fast pass and you have to wait, you know, two hours, you're like, man, this sucks. So there's there's those times where you have to uh, you have to ride out the journey, and then sometimes you are going to get that that glimpse that things are going to come a little bit easier. But regardless, you're still going to go on the same ride. really good. So when we talk about the boot camp, um, you know, and we were talking about what that's, what we're really going to dig into, what, what, what is the intention? And, and, you know, like I, <laughs> I've done, I feel like I've, I've been through so many coaching programs, so many boot camps, air quotes. Uh, so, and for different things, you know, and I, I'm, I'm a big fan of, uh, continuing education of pushing yourself and every opportunity I can get to push myself uh, professionally, uh, physically, emotionally, spiritually, whatever, uh, with people that I have respect for. I'm I'm all over it. You know, I think I, I, I was thinking back to my about myself. You know, in the last like the last two years, the amount of time and money and and energy I've put into my own personal uh, journey, my own personal growth. Right, uh, both spiritually, uh, emotionally, financially, professionally, I've, I've spent, I've spent a lot of, I've invested a lot of time and money in myself to be able to grow, to become, uh, stronger, more self-aware, uh, more visionary, uh, you know, thinking like if you go outside the proverbial box, then I don't want to sit in the box anymore, you know? And, and, and I think that, um, you know, I always have this thing, there's nothing new under the sun, uh, but you know, it's true. There is nothing new under the sun, but man, isn't it interesting that you can be um, 3000 miles um, apart and you're, you get a different perspective of the sun, don't you? You know, so what the sun looks like in, in California versus what the sun looks like uh, in uh, Hawaii even, right? It's different. It's different. There's nothing new under the sun, but man, you can sure have a perspective shift. You know, you see a sunset in in uh, Florida versus a sunset in California. It's entirely different. Same sun, but entirely different. And I think it's just perspective. And so as I was, you know, we were talking about the, the entrepreneur uh, boot camp, you know, and what do we do with that? Uh, reading this book that we are basing the boot camp off of has been really fantastic for me personally. I'm like, I'm kind of shocked to be totally honest with you. I'm like, wow, I know all these things, but sometimes just reading something, hearing it in a new way, uh, in new circumstances, shift your perspective, and then gives you the opportunity to have aha moments, to have breakthroughs. And and I think the thing that I is still shocking to me is that even talking through it, I have a, oh, a breakthrough. Wow, a little breakthrough. That's awesome. You know, uh, like something that is crazy for me that I that I missed is the definition of success. And we talk about it all the time during our trainers, our trainings, but it's not so much that we talk about the definition of success. We talk about 
financial freedom. And isn't that interesting? Because people come to the club and they invest in real estate or they want to become real estate investors because they are, it's always a financial conversation. They want money. And so we always, you know, why are you here? Oh, I want financial freedom. So we spend a lot of time talking about financial freedom and identifying that. We don't talk about identifying success as much. And I actually believe that identifying success is probably more of a, it's more of a difficult question to answer or to identify. So I'm just curious, um, out of you guys here, who's, who knows? Like, have you guys ever, do you know what success is? Have you written it down or, or have you thought through it and are you kind of clear? Do you have no clarity? Do you have some? Who wants to share? Who's willing to share? I'll share. Um, I think, so I had a, a big reflection, big conversation you know, with myself and also with Celine a couple of weeks ago where, you know, you have an idea of success as an entrepreneur, mm -hmm. you know, surrounding our business. And then, you know, coming to, for me, a realization that, you know, there's a different level of entrepreneur in my mind when I think about where I, what, I, what it is I wanted to achieve and where it is I really think I'm going to achieve, mm -hmm. you know, in the sense of not the level of business, how big can this building is, how big can this business grow, but more a, how big can I grow as an individual? Mm -hmm. Wow. Because I, you know, I am, I'm working hard to be an entrepreneur because it comes more natural for me to be an employee. <laughs> I mean, there's a simple fact is, you know, I, it's, so I am an entrepreneur because I run my own business. That's right. And I've been full time in the business for the last four years and I'm doing okay. Yeah. But I'm also not, I don't have the mindset of somebody like Elon Musk. You know, I don't know who he surrounds himself by, but <laughs> I ain't ever going to get to that entrepreneurial status. And I'm okay with that. Yeah. But I think to some degree, not that I ever thought I was going to be that big, but, you know, I, I wanted to believe that I could take my business to this, to this, to this. Hi, this is Christian Rios. As many of you know, I have been a member of New Wealth Advisors Club for over seven years and got started when I was 17 years old with absolutely no real estate experience. One of the biggest lessons I have learned from being in the industry is the need for authentic relationships. If you're looking for an actual team locally in Southern California with all the resources needed to close deals, register for one of our free workshops by visiting www.joinnwac.com. Thanks for listening to the Flipping Off podcast. You know, I, I wanted to believe that I could take my business to this, to this, to this. And actually, I'm okay with this, but I need somebody else that's going to help now take it to that next level, mm. which is still a form of accountability. True. You know, whether it's a more forward thinking, I'm not, you know, I'm not a forward thinker like that. I may look at it, analyze it, go do it. Yeah. And that's okay, but I'm not a... I'm not going to reinvent the light bulb. That is for sure. You, you know, I'm just, just, just not my brain power. Yeah. You know? So that's kind of where I was at the last couple of, couple of weeks looking at what actually is the success that I'm looking to achieve. And then now how do I get whatever else I need to help me reach a different level of success? Mm. If I so choose that that's where I, I, I want to go. Mm. So, Very good. Very I'm, still, I'm still talking to myself about it and I haven't got there yet. So... <laughs> Interesting. It's going to be fun going through this with you. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And it is, I mean, it, it still comes down to a level of accountability. If I, if I use Selena as an example and said, you know, I'm more of a doer, she's more of a thinker. 
Mm-hmm. Okay, well, you know, she's been trying to do, whereas maybe she should just be the thinker. Mm-hmm. You know, so when we were talking to Amir about a, you know, some 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 real estate stuff we were looking at working on together, you know, I almost wanted to say, look, you and Amir meet, just leave me out of it. Just tell me what you want me to do and I'll go do it. You know, that kind of attitude, but. That's actually fine. I think that is getting really clear on your own strengths and then, you know, um, executing. Mm -hmm. Executive function is a big deal. So, But I think mind block for the last couple of years was thinking that, you know, entrepreneur isn't just one one word just doesn't fit. (laughs) You know, there's so many facets of being an entrepreneur. And you call yourself an entrepreneur, yes, because I've done X, Y, and Z. But then you've got, Elon Musk entrepreneur who's done A through Z backwards, forwards and round again and again and again, you know, so, but I'm, 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 I'm clear on that now. I'm getting clearer, should I say? So, so definitely, cool. definitely still need that accountability that we, whichever way you spin it, you still need it. Yeah. Yeah. Totally right. Good. <clears throat> I can, I can share. Yeah. So <clears throat> I can, relate to what John was saying right now I can really like it's 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 so true and it's to me first of all it goes back to defend to how we individually define success for ourselves because it looks different for for each person Mm -hmm. but what one little breakthrough I'm having right now (laughs) yeah (laughs) is it's and it's connected to what everybody were saying, you know, Christian and Tim. It's the relationship between entrepreneurship and accountability, mm-hmm. and how entrepreneurship, how there is so much in accountability rooted in accountability, mm-hmm. in when it relates to to entrepreneurship, how how important that is, mm-hmm. and it's I'm always I'm always trying to find the irony. Or the like, the, the like the the. What's the what's the other side of it? And and mm-hmm. here's how it like shows up for me right now. Entrepreneurship, it's such a it can be such an individual lonely kind of journey, almost like no. there, you know, there is like just there is a lot that you need to go through with yourself. It's like it's the battle with your own mind a lot of times. Totally. When accountability is, at least for me, because that can be, a lot of people can be accountable to their, to themselves. Mm-hmm. To me, accountability has everything to do with other people. Mm. And with, yes. with, you know, with the team around you. Yes. So, so it's like, man, that's so important. Like when Christian was saying about, you know, just standing in line with your team looks very different than, you know, it's like, it's so true. That's just to me where everything, it just, it just funny to me how it's an individual game. And at the same time, how is it a team game that you need to play when, when you're trying to develop your own business? It's so good. Is that like a, is that like a difference between, I don't want to say, you know, a big entrepreneur and a small entrepreneur to say individual accountability is what could separate somebody from somebody that still needs some kind of team accountability, you know, from actually going off and, you know, like can the real successful entrepreneur 
are they that successful because they they hold themselves accountable in a hundred percent ways? Mm. You know, rather than the feeling of I need to be held accountable. Well, does that help you to become self-accountable? You know, eventually. Is that? Yeah. Well, I mean, I can just tell you what it is for me, how it shows up for me, because this is the conversation. If there was only a way I could get people to understand this and to live it. And people, they oftentimes think that I'm like so strong and I'm really not. But for me, accountability, um, it's way easier for me to be accountable to other people than it is to myself, way easier. And I actually believe that's the truth with most of us, right? That's why having a coach, right? Uh, is so valuable because you will quit on yourself way before you will quit on your coach, right? You'll not show up for you, but you, when you think about, that's why I'm always telling people, you gotta, you gotta get clear on your why power because your why power uh, is really what's going to be accountability. At least it is for me. Uh, I, I, I think about the people that are depending on me and that's what keeps me going. That's where my, where my, accountab- my accountability shows up. The truth is, if I was just going to be accountable to myself and it was only just about me, um, I, I wouldn't be living a big life. I'd be living a very, very vanilla, mediocre life. That's the truth. I, I believe that I, I live an extraordinary life because I am committed to other people, period. And I think that is the very thing that most people miss. Most people, and that's why I, I share, hey, don't be your why shouldn't be your kids. I, I just know that's not the truth. Because guess what? Your kids are going to get fed. You're going to make sure your kids eat. That's what you're going to do. That is your nature. That's not extraordinary, unfortunately. I don't think that's extraordinary. I don't think that is. I think that that is like a baseline, make sure your, your family gets fed and housed. That's like baseline stuff, man. Like what? Like, and that's okay if that's where people want to be, but don't, don't pretend that you want to be an entrepreneur and you want to live this life and that it's really, you're doing it for like, if you don't get clear that it's not all about you and you don't get clear on, on the why, like for real, then you will quit. That's why people quit. And there's so many times that I want to stay in bed and I don't want to get out of bed. And I, but I just always think about the people that are depending on me, whether they know they're depending on me or not. But I've put myself, I've positioned myself in, in, a, in a position where um, people are dependent on me. And I know that. And I continuously put myself there, which is kind of annoying, to be honest with you. <laughs> it's annoying. I'd prefer, you know, it's, a, it's, it's like the never ending conversation in my mind of, I'd just so much rather shrink. I just would so much rather shrink and just make it about me and my little family and just live my little life for me and my little family. And that would be great. But I, I, I don't believe you can shrink. And, and I think that when people say they're about other things, guess when the rubber meets the road, people say, Oh, I'm, my, why is this? My, why is that? The truth is that that is, that actually gets tested over and over and over when the, it gets hard, you know, when it gets hard, when, you know, you're, you're living in the 95% of it's sucking. That's, that's, that's the reality. And so I, I, I'm constantly challenging people to get clear on your why. And, and I always tell people it's got to be more than you. You will quit on you. You'll quit on your kids and your family. You won't quit on them in a way that you're not going to make sure they get fed. But, you know, there is a story that, uh, 
a question that Darren Hardy asks, and it is imagine yourself 20, 30, 40 years from now, and you have your great granddaughter sitting on your knee and you're bouncing her and she says, wow, how did we get here? Right? And so you know, I think that now is the time. I think right now is we are, we are positioned as, as a country uh, for opportunity, opportunity, opportunity. And so what, what is your life going to look like in 20, 30, 40 years? You know, you know your kids are going to be fed. Big deal. What did you actually do? What did you do that made an impact? So, and I, I shared a little bit that I was going to talk about my why and, um, I've been really writing about it and I can, I can, I can, I can remember the exact moment that I was clear on my why, but I, um, and my idea of success. So anyway, Marianne, you were going to share. Yeah. Uh, actually, I was going to share about what you just said about Darren Hardy talking about what did he look like? Your life looks like 20, 30, 40 years from now. And, and looking at your grandchild and I'm praying that my kids will give me grandchildren because they said they won't, but you know, and, uh, and then going and back to, adopted. I know, right? That's okay. <laughs> and you talked about the success. What does that look like for you? And I mentioned at our motivation Monday this morning was that that's a conversation Joel and I keep having. Mm-hmm. And maybe because it's in front of us now with the three kids, you know, being done with high school and Lauren being the last one, what does success mean for us? Mm-hmm. And what, and what keep coming up for us is it, it used to be that, you know, the big house and, you know, the, the Escalade and the Porsche, you know, all that. And it's funny, uh, Joe brought it up last night. Like, we're reliving our life through Christian, right? Because, you know, his house. Yes. And, and were, Joe's like, remember those days that used to like tickle our fancy, get us all motivated in the morning. I was like, that's okay. We'll just, we've done that. Now we we'll just live it through Christian now. Yeah, because he's building his pool. Yeah, and then going in there and then thinking, oh. I mean, anyway, so that's not, Great. Yeah, it's important for, I mean, I love the fact that Christian, the life you're living is just so awesome. And yep. when your age should look at you and say, I, I want that. Um, Absolutely. But Joel and I are in our 50s. So success is, looks a lot different now. Yep. And it's that 20 to 30, 40 years with your grandchildren or your adopted grandchildren or in our situation, our Hanai mm-hmm. and our grandchildren. Yes. yes. Right? And so, um, we, it goes back to the uh, Dan Hardy, the blue house. Remember mm. that? In a, so we always talk about that. It's the blue house experience. And, mm. I, and I might not make sense to people out there, but it's, it really success for Joel and I is about the experience. And, yes. you know, and the experience, what, what does that look like? And um, it could mean anything. But being able to have the freedom to experience that and not have to worry about you know, the money and the, and the financial, to me, is success. And I love the fact that you said it's got to be bigger than you and the commitment to people that you give. I think for me, someone relying on you because you're committed, to me, that's success. Amen. Because when was the last time anybody ever relied on you but your kids? Yeah. Now you got all the other people that looks up to you, calls you, and ask you stuff. Mm. Well, what do you think about this? And to me, that's success. Because mm. who would have thought somebody would be calling Marianne? Honestly. Right? <laughs> it owe me Marianne here. And by the way, I'm not going to admit to this, but I get what you said about the December being a drama. <laughs> <laughs> because it's not about you being a drama queen. It is. I mean, I get it. Oscar, I can't speak for you. Infinity, infinite drama. That's all on you, dude. 
But I get what you say, what it means. Initially, I was like, what? I'm not no drama queen. What the frick, right? But I get it. I get it. Uh, yeah. I get it. I get what that means for me. Love so, it. but yeah, so that was my, my version of what success is in, in, in the space I'm in now, my current life. Mm. 20, 30, 40, you know, when I was 30 or 30, it was different. Mm-hmm. You can kind of say I grew up. Ooh. Yeah. It's so funny. Thank anyway. you. Thank you. Yeah. Christian. Yeah, no. So for me, I, I just, I love this whole conversation and I agree with what, what you guys are saying. And, and specifically, I think it ties in with, with John's point. And if we just like, for me, if I simplify it and just define success as doing all you can do, mm-hmm. you know, doing all you can do, if someone's a janitor and they're making $50,000 a year and that's all they can do, they're a success. Totally. They're 1000% a success. So uh, for me now, it, it's 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 honestly it's like Marianne too. I love choices, and I love, you know, I know the idea of freedom. It's it's just an idea, and it's so elusive. Uh, but I love, you know, I love being able to have opportunities come to me, and then and and then be able to, you know, take advantage of those opportunities as well. And I think that's that was, you know, what you were talking about today also, and and. Um, in the motivation Monday. So, um, yeah, no, I, I think doing all you can do. And then going back to what John was saying, different entrepreneurs, different levels, it goes back to different roller coasters. Like you brought up Elon Musk, that dude probably is willing to go on like the craziest six flags roller coasters where I'm not willing to go on them. Right. Like I think he probably is like, ah, seatbelt, schmeatbelt. Yeah. 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 So I think his story is like, he made millions and then he just invested it all again in, in different companies and like Tesla, SpaceX, all that stuff where we might be like, okay, we have a couple million. Like, let me kind of play it safe a little bit now. But that dude's like, let's go. Let's keep riding all these roller coasters. So I think it's different. Like different entrepreneurs are w- willing to go on different roller coasters. Mm-hmm. And uh, we have to be aware of that. So good. So good. Yeah. Hi, Frank. So, um, so listening to everybody, and um, I was thinking, like, you know, I can everything that everybody said, I can I go, yeah, you know, when I started this business in 2009, um, I had a goal, right? It was to uh, be in real estate for a year, <laughs> and so check, and um, I was thinking uh, through all the process of, like, I never actually said I set goals but I never uh, said I'm going to be successful. And I never, I never uh, remember, I remember reading success magazine (laughs) and you know, you see what you think success looks like outside of what you are doing within yourself. And I never really considered myself successful. I never said, Oh, I'm successful. You know? So I was thinking about it. I go, well, in my mind, what, if I'm not successful or I am successful, what's the opposite of success? Mm. And it's not just failure. What came to me was settling for somebody that stuck out to me, settling is the opposite of success. And I was thinking, well, how do you not settle and how do you be successful? And I was just thinking about, you know, we all have daily goals. We have monthly, yearly goals. And it's all about growth for me, thinking about if I want to actually define success. Because I never really tried to, and I never tried to be successful. I never said I was going to be successful when I set out to do this. Uh, I, 
you know, I wanted to be a business owner. I wanted to be, and then I started learning about entrepreneurship. And my biggest successes that I feel that I, that stick out the most is truly every time I made a, a difference in someone's life, period. Because I, I was thinking, my, my kids, you know, I made a difference in their life when they were born, right? Mm-hmm. And I continue to uh, be here. But, you know, in their age right now, for me, a success with them is, is them now paying it forward to help me, help my wife, and help others. That's what I consider now looking at that. And um, every day, I think being successful is making a difference in somebody's life some way, shape, or form. If it's an encouraging word or um, helping them to reach a goal of theirs that they feel stuck on, um, and that, that, that really, that's what stuck out for me. It's like, I don't want to settle and I don't want to see other people settle. And, um, I think we talked about last time, um, the, the gifts that we've been given mm-hmm. and, um, you know, the, those things that God equips us with and, um, not utilizing those things to the fullest of what they could be used for is to me settling, mm-hmm. you know? And, you know, some, you know, I'd say somebody having a job for a certain amount of time and retiring, you know, that's a goal. But did you make a difference in anybody's life other than like you mentioned, okay, I put food on the table and I paid off a house. Right. I wouldn't, I feel like for me, that would be settling, you know, Mm -hmm. but if you're the first person in your family to have a job that consistently Mm -hmm. and be responsible, then that might look like success, you know, Mm -hmm. but, um, I, I, I think for me, it's not letting people settle and, and not me, not letting myself settle. I love That's that. what I think success is. I so love that. I love that. Don't settle. It's good. It's really good. Awesome. Um, I think that, you know, for me, I'm excited about uh, starting the boot camp, not only for our students that are going to be joining us, but also just for us. I think we're all going to be challenged through this because we're going to dig deep, you know, uh, and I have this, this distinct feeling that the more we, you know, however often, I don't know, we'll see how often we end up doing the boot camp. but I think that through each time we do it, we're, we're going to, you know, like usual, learn the most, you know, it's always that way in, and, uh, grow the most and learn the most about ourselves and each other. And uh, I'm excited by that. I'm excited at the idea of going through this with you guys, going through it with our students and learning more about them. Uh, and, you know, it's the idea of the, the, the real mirror, uh, us being able to look at ourselves, you know, in the mirror and, and using each other as the mirror to grow and to um, evolve, if you will. So... Um, Oscar, did you have anything you wanted to add? Because I think we should, uh, I think we're probably at time, you know, whatever that is. Pretty close to it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think the the thing that uh, people should know about this boot camp is that um, you mentioned the book, right? And there's some things that we're going to associate with the book. And you mentioned also that we're going to bring our our take into it and we're going to add all these things and it's going to fit into our business models. There's a lot of accountability, all that stuff. But I think um, like everything we do, it's going, there's going to be a big role that all of the attendees will play in this. And that is actually going to dictate the the journey that happens inside of those 10 weeks, because every room is going to be so different. The dynamics are going to be different. So for those of you that are out there thinking, man, is this for me? Is this not for me? It's for you. If you're willing to go through it, it's for you. If you're looking to really, truly 
change your life and other people's lives because it becomes a ripple effect. And it's absolutely for you if you're willing to step into the fire, come out nice and shiny and sparkly after that, right? Because it's going to stretch you. It's absolutely going to stretch all of us, like you just said. Yeah. Uh, and if it's going to stretch us, by golly, we're going to stretch you. <laughs> what do they say? It uh, Stuff rolls downhill, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, so. it's, it's leveling up your association. I remember when we first would do the boot camps, I was like, oh man, like I can't believe I'm in the same room with Dave and Melina and like they're pouring in, right? So just think like that where, you know, you start, you start, you start, um, you know, growing your association and, and your mind starts to think different because your circle, the, the different circles at different tables are different. So that's my... It's my little encouragement to those yeah, that are listening. To tie it into that, Christian, I, I, it just hit me when you were saying that, is there, every, every participant is going to be stepping into roughly 100 years plus of entrepreneurial experience when they're dealing with us. And then who knows how many other years of experience and hours of experience that are going to be coming into the room, right, with that. So I think there's going to be, there's going to be this powerful... Um, mind mapping stuff that's going to happen. There's going to be some powerful just energy that's going to really shift everyone's idea of what entrepreneurship really is versus the hype that everybody gets sold. Man, ain't that the truth? So good. So good. That's awesome. All right, guys. Well, hey, uh, thanks so much for taking the time today to our listeners. Uh, Time to level up, huh? seize the moment it's decision time it's go time and time to level up and i'm excited for you so i'm excited to uh get on the roller coaster so until then we are nwac and we are flipping off i'm melina boswell your host of the flipping off podcast i really hope you enjoyed it if you did we'd love for you to subscribe give us a five-star rating and tell your friends all about us you can find more episodes of the flipping off podcast on apple podcasts Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever else you like to listen to awesome podcasts like this. If you like what you've heard, we'd really appreciate it if you'd follow us on Facebook and Instagram and tell us the stories that you'd like to hear. Tim Jackson is our senior producer. Luke Jackson is our editor. Brothers. Josh Maldin is our producer. Sound design by Frequency Factory. Our executive producer is Mind and Mill. This was all created by Dave Boswell for New Wealth Advisors Club.